Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello, and welcome to a brand new week of AutoLine Daily. The chief executive engineer of GM's full-size pickups and utilities denies that the company has committed to using aluminum-intensive bodies in the next generation of those trucks. Jeff Luke tells AutoLine that he is mystified by media reports alleging that GM is going to convert those trucks to aluminum. And I quote here, he says, we're still evaluating what we're going to use. Luke says GM is considering nanosteel, magnesium, and even carbon fiber, not just aluminum. He cites the success of using carbon fiber body panels on the Corvette and says it could also be used for structural applications. GM is still about a year away from needing to make a final commitment on which materials it will use to reduce the weight of those trucks. That redesign will likely reach the market around 2018. By the way, we talked to Jeff Luke during the media introduction of its new SUVs. And coming up later in the show, I'll give you my driving impressions of the 2015 Chevrolet Suburban. Several years ago, GM created the Baozhen brand exclusively for the Chinese market. But now GM is going to rebrand one of those cars and start exporting them. According to China Car Times, the Baozhen 630 sedan will be rebadged as the Chevrolet Optra and sold in developing markets. This is significant because I believe this is the first time that Chevys made in China will be exported out of the country. And while they're going to developing markets right now, it's only a matter of time before they start going to developed markets as well. And speaking of China, the head of Geely and Volvo, Li Shufu, says that foreign automakers should be allowed to control their own operations. As you know, foreign automakers must partner with local Chinese companies in order to sell vehicles in the country. A few weeks back, we reported that the China Association of Automobile Manufacturers said the domestic Chinese brands would be wiped out if the foreign brands were allowed to operate independently. But the Chinese government has said in the past that there are too many car brands in China and they must consolidate. Maybe this is a way for that to happen. Nissan has an interesting new technology that it calls the Smart Rear View Mirror. The system allows the driver to use the rear view mirror as they traditionally would, or hit a button and switch over to an LCD display. The monitor is housed in the rear view mirror with a camera out back, which gives the driver an unobstructed view of what's behind them. More interesting is that Nissan feels this technology could give it a design advantage, saying that the technology is an alternative to a wide rear window for good visibility, and that would allow for newly shaped rear ends and even better aerodynamics. The smart rear view mirror will make its debut on the Ziad RC race car and should hit global markets by 2015. A few years back, the US EPA reduced the amount of sulfur in diesel fuel to help lower emissions. It worked so well that the agency is now working to do the same for gasoline with a two-thirds cut in 2017. That would put the rest of the US in line of where California is today. Not only would this help lower emissions and improve health, but it'll also help the vehicles as well. 
Low sulfur gasoline is easier on direct injection systems and will extend the life of the catalytic converter. Just one question, what the heck do they do with all that sulfur once it gets removed from gasoline? If you know, let us know. Coming up next, I'll give you my driving impressions of the brand new Chevy Suburban, and here's a hint, it's really good. Proven on the track and on roads around the world, Borg Warner turbochargers improve fuel economy and reduce emissions without sacrificing performance. Borg Warner, official turbocharger supplier to the IZOD IndyCar Series. General Motors has completely redesigned its full-size utility vehicles, the Chevrolet Tahoe and Suburban, and the GMC Yukon and Yukon XL. Last week, I got to test drive these vehicles, and today, I want to focus in on the Suburban. The first thing you'll notice is that the redesign takes this iconic SUV to a new level. Just the looks alone convey a much more sophisticated vehicle. The imposing grille and strong bone line that runs front to aft, just under the belt line, impart a sense of heft and strength. The way the leading edge of the front fenders wrap above and below the headlamps adds a sense of flair never seen before on this most conservative of designs. In the rear, the wiper on the backlight now tucks nicely under the roof spoiler instead of parking at the bottom of the glass where it would collect dust and dirt or snow and ice. The A pillar was moved slightly forward and the B pillar slightly back to widen the second row doors, making it easier to get in and out. Once inside, you'll see that the instrument panel is a well-crafted combination of grills, inserts, accents, and trim pieces that provide a luxurious aura that's new to the Suburban. In the top-of-the-line LTZ model that I drove, the IP, the door trim panels, seats, and console were wrapped in stitched leather with thick French seams. Not only does it look more expensive, it is. The base price is now $2,000 higher than before, though admittedly, it has much more content. For such a large vehicle, it's quite easy to drive. The electric power steering feels direct and precise. In fact, it may be the best electric steering I've come across. The brakes are significantly better, stopping nine feet shorter in a 60 to zero panic stop. Nine feet is a lot. Power from the 5.3 liter V8 is respectable with 355 horsepower and 383 pound-feet of torque on tap. When equipped with the MR shocks, the ride is surprisingly good. Thanks to that and a new type of sheer body mount that joins the cabin to the frame means that it's got none of the vibration or resonance typically found in body-on-frame trucks. In fact, it feels more like a passenger car than any truck that comes before it. But watch out. I also drove a GMC Yukon XL Denali with the same MR shocks, that's Magneto Rheological, and it felt coarser than the Suburban. GM engineers were vague about why, but they said they're still improving the calibration of the MR controls. So if you're in the market for one of these things, I'd recommend test driving several dis different models to make sure you're getting one of the good ones. And you might even consider waiting for an eight-speed automatic to replace the six-speed that it comes with. No word on when that's going to happen, but it will. Other than that, it's safe to say that this is the best Suburban to hit the streets ever since the first one came out in 1935. Hey, don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours this Thursday night. Have you ever heard of diesel water emulsion? 
Me neither. But it's all about adding water to diesel fuel, and the results could be transformative from both an emissions and a fuel efficiency standpoint. So let's learn more about it this Thursday night on AAA. And that wraps up today's report. Thank you for watching.